0: podcasters. Assemble!
1: This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs podcast.
2: Hey everyone, it's Rob here, your friendly
0: neighborhood comic geek.
3: This is Katie from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea.
0: Hey guys, it's Jason from Drinkopedia Podcast.
3: Hey everyone, this is Becky, Troy's wife.
0: And this is
3: Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
2: Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Captain America.
1: The Winter Soldier. Captain America, The Winter Soldier.
4: Captain America, The Winter Soldier.
0: This movie fantastically does a couple of things. It introduces Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. It disassembles completely S.H.I.E.L.D. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But moreover, and the main point of it, is it grows Captain America, which he is the goodest boy. He is the best boy. How do you grow the best boy? You make him You make him rock hard, you know? He's, he's steely. He's got that Chris Evans and his jawline. 11 out of 10 with the smolder.
2: We get this whole shady underbelly thing. We get a better look inside S.H.I.E.L.D. One of the things I think this movie has that is a lot stronger than the others is the general Marvel Cinematic Universe world building. I feel like of all the films, maybe the the... Captain America films do that better than any other, and I don't think it's because Captain America himself is a boring character, but I think it's once it's well-defined who this person is, he is the person that's going to always try to do the right thing as he sees it, no matter what, which actually makes him a little closed-minded, but makes him that sort of stalwart, I am the hero of this story type of character.
0: Because he's got to do real stuff now. He's got to take charge. You know, he's been a soldier this entire time, taking orders, taking charge when he needs to, but it's never really called the big, big shots. He's never made the big calls. He's always made like in-field command calls. And to see Steve Rogers as a character transition into not just the leader position, because he's been there, but the leader position that makes the big shot calls, that has to make... Hard calls for the better of his morality, for the better of his team, for the better of America. So good. That's development for you. That's a good movie for you. That's a hero moment.
2: I think they use that opportunity to, instead of really digging into him so much as a character... Like, things happen around Captain America and he reacts to them. This is different from Iron Man where he is sort of thrown into the the story often, right? He gets kidnapped or whatever. But then he is the one that takes it upon himself to build the iron man suit to seek revenge to seek redemption captain america not so much right he's the soldier he's the guy who just he's always wanted to do that he doesn't need to get thrown into a situation to want to come out and do the right thing so that's really where those two characters differ and because again of that because he's easier to understand we use those stories to flesh out more of the marvel universe
1: i really love the winter soldier this is one of the movies that always stands out to me Uh, When I think of the MCU as being something special and something different. uh, To me, this movie will always be a spy thriller with a superhero coat of paint slapped over it. And I really love that. It feels different from the other movies in the MCU. While still very much being a part of the same universe.
0: This movie's dope. This movie is fantastic. The action in this. Mm. Mm. Guys, come on. It's Jason bourne with a touch of, like, what if Captain America punched a guy like Jason Bourne did? Well, he'd fly, like, 25 feet in the air, and it's dope, and they really nailed that.
1: Falcon is a really fun character throughout the MCU movies, and he gets a great introduction in this movie. Right at the beginning, he's out running, going on a morning jog through Washington, D.C. Captain America just keeps passing him, going, on your left, on your left. And Sam's like, don't you dare say it, don't you say it. Oh, it's real good. And then they get a nice little sweet interaction where, like, Sam gets Cap. He, he gets where he's coming from because, you know, they're both soldiers. And Sam's got out, and he knows Cap's still in, but... But there's definitely a, an immediate connection there. And it, it kind of makes me feel bad for Cap because this scene makes it clear to me that he hasn't really connected with anybody. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of vets in the world and, and Cap's just not out talking to him. Um, but I'm glad it's Sam that he does talk to because he becomes a really good friend for him as well as a good soldier. There's a lot of great action scenes in this movie, but the opening raid on the Lumerian star, the, the shield ship that's been taken over by pirates, will
2: always be one of my favorites. This is the film that made everybody really like Captain America. He's shot differently. We get to see that opening sequence of him in the stealth suit uh, where he's taking guys out, so we get to see sort of a a much different idea of what his powers are. If we call them powers, the idea being he's peak physical everything. Um, he's faster, he's he's stronger. It's another stealth mission. I've talked before about how
1: much I love stealth missions. Uh, with Thor, the stealth mission was fun because it was a complete failure. Whereas Cap's stealth mission here is great because it's a complete success. I try to keep count this time. I might have missed something. But from what I from what I noted, Cap takes out seventeen dudes in the stealth portion of the stealth mission. Uh, then that that's that's before his team even gets there. Then once the rest of his team land, they take out pretty much everybody else. Um, but yeah, seventeen dudes on his own as Cap's running around the ship. He's punching people, he's throwing his shield at people, he kicks
2: one dude just straight off the side of the ship. It's really good. I like it. I really like the costume design. This is where we also start on that right path. Of how captain america is going to look for the rest of the films which for me personally is a big deal in that it makes me like the character more if you if you look silly and even though you know you, it's still a kind of a superhero costume right i like the redesign in this film and it's one of the first ones where i watched it and was like oh i need that costume i really want one of those costumes or i really want one of those winter soldier costumes Then you get to see some
1: sweet shield strategies as the rest of the team moves into position to take everyone else out, including Black Widow going off on a weird side mission of her own. Turns out she's doing a secret
2: mission within a secret mission. We get more of Black Widow, which if you're counting, I think has been in almost more movies than than any of the other characters, right? Because Iron Man 2, I don't know if she shows up in Iron Man 3 off the top of my head, I guess not the avengers but yeah it's it's just black widow sort of spreading herself out in all of the other the other films i don't know
4: side note i don't know if this is going to be in the episode or not but i just need to make this point has anyone else ever noticed that black widow's hair is different every single movie it reminds me of kira from deep space nine her hair is different every single season sometimes twice in the middle of a season but um black widow's hair i don't know why she can't keep her hair i well i guess i can't because i change my hair all the time too but i think it's really funny that her hair is always different and
1: of course this action scene ends with Baltruck the leaper i i didn't know anything about this character when i went to see this movie but pretty shortly after i saw it i heard that hey that was actually a comic book character he's a villain he kicks real good and in this movie boy he sure does kick real good and cap is beating him up and then the guy's like i thought you were more than just a shield cap kind of smirks at him and puts his shield on his back and then cap totally beats him at kicking he he kicks him he kicks him real good and does better kicks than Baltruck the leaper kicks
4: So
3: since Steve came back, it's been on all of our minds is whether or not Peggy Carter is still alive. And if, if so, like will Steve go and see her? Like Will he go find her? And in this movie, we finally get to see the reunion we've all been longing for.
4: So this is the last time that we get to uh, see Peggy Carter. Like I, I think they do a few flashbacks. Um, in the future but this is the last time that she's actually like in the movies um, and she's old and Cap goes to see her and honestly I cried <laughs>
3: when I was doing my research on this part I actually started crying again because I watched the clip for this part so I cry pretty much every time I watch Peggy and Steve's scenes so first for this part we get to see Steve visit the exhibit at the museum with a fantastic voiceover by Gary Sinise, uh, which who I freaking love. And then we get to see Steve watching a video of an interview with Peggy. And he looks down at the compass with Peggy's picture. So he's been carrying that compass pretty much forever. I mean, I know he was frozen for, you know, forever. But he had the compass with him. And then there's a cut. And the next thing we see is Steve sitting by Peggy's bedside in the nursing home. And this is the reunion we've been waiting for. And Steve is just talking to Peggy about how he feels about being part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I love that Peggy sort of calls him dramatic. And and Steve starts to tell her... Uh, you know that half the reason he stays working with shield is because she helped found the organization and even now after all this time he keeps you know fighting because of peggy because it's what she would have wanted
4: um and he's sitting there talking to her and um he's telling her how proud she should be because the life she lived and everything and then she goes The world has changed and none of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. And I thought that was really sweet.
3: The part that I just tear up at is when she starts coughing and she closes her eyes and Steve turns to grab her some water and then turns back and she looks at him as if she's seeing him for the first time since he disappeared. And Steve's face when he realizes that she is recognizing him again for the first time, is that basically he's realizing that she has Alzheimer's.
4: She um, loses track of her memory. I think she has some sort of uh, Alzheimer's or something. Um, And she starts getting really sad because she sees him and she's like, you came back, you came back to see me. And it was really cute and really sad because I love Peggy Carter.
3: And it just breaks my freaking heart because he just goes with it as she reacts to seeing him. And he tells her, I couldn't leave my best girl. But, I mean, his face is just heartbreaking. And, you know, Steve loves Peggy so much and he would do anything to make her happy. But you can see the utter heartbreak in his eyes and on his face. You just kind of know that he wishes things could have been different. He wishes so desperately that he could have spent his life loving her and being with her. But sadly, he couldn't. And he will have to live with the decision that he made, you know, back when he decided to crash that ship and not be with her. And that's just something that he has to learn to live with. So for Steve, at some point, Peggy will pass away. And Steve will have to kind of just live with that whole thing. And it's pretty upsetting.
1: I really like when uh, Cap goes to see Sam at the VA. And Cap sees the other vets there dealing with their issues. And he he realizes that he's not dealing with his own. He's, he's following orders in lieu of understanding who he is and his place in the world. And I really like Sam's line here, where he just asks him, he asks him, what makes you happy? And Cap says, I don't know. It's really sad.
4: So my favorite action scene, which I'm guessing I'm probably the only one who's gonna pick this one, is the fury car chase um in the beginning of the movie fury is driving and um a cop car slams into him and then another cop car and then another cop car and then another cop car and people start shooting at him and he's like trying to get the car to like get him out of there and it needs to reload its system uh because it's a really freaking cool car um and um it's just like i I was literally holding my breath that entire scene. Like I like I was so nervous. I've seen this movie before, but it was just so intense and so nerve wracking to watch it happen. Um, and maybe that's because that Fury is somebody who I've gotten to know more I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so it, it's kind of um, like I've got to see more of him than what's in the Marvel movies so I don't know but it was really really intense and then um, his car gets exploded um, by we find out the winter soldier um, who is Bucky and um, car turns upside down Bucky goes to pull him out of the car and um, he's cut a hole through the roof of the car into the ground and escaped so go fury <laughs>
3: Um, My favorite line of dialogue is when Cap gets on the elevator with some of the bummest S.H.I.E.L.D. agents I've ever seen. Uh, The further the elevator goes down, the more people squeeze into the elevator, and at some point it becomes super obvious to Cap that what's about to happen. I mean, there's the one that zooms in on that one guy who's just like sweating for no reason, and they keep like looking around, and it becomes very clear that something is about to happen, And I love the line that Cap says. He goes, before we do this, does anyone want to get off? All I was thinking is, damn, Cap is such a badass. He's going to kick everyone's ass in this elevator, but he's such a nice dude that he's going to give them the chance to sort of back out, but none of them do, so they all attack him, and what happens is honestly one of the best fight scenes in a tight space I've ever seen. He just kicks everyone's ass, and when he uses his foot to flip the shield back up onto his arm, honestly, I kind of swooned, because Captain America, he's my favorite, And everything he does is super incredible, especially after this happens. He sort of uses his shield to jump out of the elevator. And the only question that I have is how is Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, able to fit his perfect Dorito chip body behind that shield? And the reason I call him a Dorito chip is because if you look at his back, um, from the back or from the front, he actually forms a perfect chip. And something that people used to talk about on Tumblr back when this movie first came out. So he's basically a Dorito chip, and he's able to hide his whole body behind his shield, which is super impressive because he is very upper body muscular, and that shield is big, but it ain't that big. So impressive skills to Chris Evans for being able to hide his perfect Dorito chip behind his shield.
1: In Armin Zola's bunker, he's revealed Hydra's existence.
3: So he basically just keeps talking, telling them the entire plan and how deep into S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra has gone. And they just keep standing there, listening, as if it's not weird that Zola is basically revealing everything. See, I've always... really enjoyed these kinds of villain moments where the heroes have yet to realize that they're just being messed with. So they just sort of stand there and basically like Zola's doing a PowerPoint presentation over everything that's going to happen and showing them all the plans and basically everything that they need. But unbeknownst to them, they've just like fired missiles to blow up the base that they're currently on. So it takes forever for Cap and uh, Natasha to actually realize that oh, I'm just being distracted because we're about to die.
1: He's been stalling for time because of missiles on its way to take out Cap and uh, and Black Widow and
3: and honestly, like at this point, I've also been super impressed that just how long Zola has been able to survive. That even though he's not actually a person, they've sort of taken his brain and his consciousness—not really consciousness, but like basically uploaded him up into this massive supercomputer that's located at the base where Steve trained in the very first movie. And he's just sort of this massive thinking computer that HYDRA has continued to use this whole time. And we also get that, like, real realization of just how deep HYDRA has infiltrated into S.H.I.E.L.D. and into the government and all that stuff, which is, like, amazing and crazy to see just how deep HYDRA has gotten, and who they've actually taken, like, has become part of their organization. It's crazy, and I think that's really in that moment when Steve just sort of kind of starts to realize just how deep it's become. There's always been sort of inklings, uh, because obviously uh, Natasha has kind of been working with um, Nick Fury, and they've always sort of, like, tried to figure—have— been thinking that there's something else going on deeper than they actually thought. And this is the movie where they basically figure that out.
1: Cap's just like totally in disbelief about the existence of Hydra that they've been, the shield has basically been a front for Hydra all along without anybody knowing. It's like his whole world is crashing down around him. And then the missile hits the bunker and the whole world comes crashing down around him.
0: So there's, Two real villains in this film, which I think is a trend for phase two. We've got the titular character, uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, Cap's best friend. Uh they they good friends. They BFFs. And he's he's going full emo for this. You know, he's 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 real BA, and I think a lot of the best action scenes feature him, you know. He's uh he's a formidable character. But I want to spotlight Robert motherfucking Redford.
1: Robert Redford's character in this movie is such a gross villain i hate him because he's he's he doesn't feel like a comic book villain he he isn't a mustache twirling villain he is a like totally delusional completely thinks he's doing the right thing for the world villain he is he's bought into hydra uh he he I mean, his line when when the helicarriers are taking off or the new uh, InSight ships are taking off uh, is, finally, we are here and the world should be grateful. And it's clear that he's talking about Hydra. Like, he, he knows this is this is R- R- Revelation Day for Hydra. There's no way they're not going to be public after this because they're going to send their ships in the air to kill 20 million people. So world's gonna know hydras around and he thinks that it's a good thing he's totally delusional and he's sick and gross and awful and so damn charming they did such a good job putting robert redford into this role because he's just he's just a charming man and he's so bad
0: he is uh, he's playing alexander some other old rich white guy and he plays it so freaking well And I think I have so much more appreciation for him as an actor uh, and him in this film specifically because the Russo brothers gave him a bunch of dialogue. And he had a lot of great actor notes because he's done this forever of saying, like, you know, you don't have you don't have to make me say that. I can just say that with my face. I can just say that with my performance. And I think that goes so well. That's really the pinnacle of like the talent and the standard that we're working with here in Captain America too. We, you've got Robert Redford who will take notes and will improve the film with his performance. You've got the Russo brothers who before this only did like community episodes of community coming in with their a game. You've got Chris Evans who, Oh my God, <sighs> Chris Evans. And you've got like fantastic writers and performances all around in this entire movie. And that's really, I think Robert Redford, Epitomizes really why this movie is the best film.
1: After uh, the weird computerized Armin Zola has revealed Hydra's, well, their whole existence and their plan to Captain America and Black Widow, uh, the two of them, Captain America and Black Widow, end up going to Sam's place uh, for refuge. And Sam kind of finds out what's going on and offers to join up on the team and tells him that he uh, he basically... He was a superhero before. We've never heard of the Falcon Project before, but it turns out that he flew around in a wingsuit with jetpacks on it and machine guns and did pararescue like that, which is cool. Um but uh caps like i can't i can't ask you to do this you you got out for a reason and he goes dude captain america needs my help there's no better reason to get back in i love it i love it i'm recording this uh the day the avengers episode came out and i remember saying in that episode that that all every all anyone wants is for for captain america to tell you to suit up and and yeah yeah sam gets it
3: so my favorite action scene is when Sam Wilson, uh, Falcon, uh, Steve, and Natasha are fighting with the SHIELD agents and the Winter Soldier on the freeway and then down on the street. I especially love the fight sequencing between Steve and the Winter Soldier.
0: Bucky Barnes does this amazing flippy knife move and they're just they're just Krav Maga. I don't know what they're doing. They're just flinging limbs around and it is amazing. It is it's I'm, I'm I'm hyped right now guys. Just thinking about it, 12-year-old Jason is I'm I'm shadow boxing. I'm out here. You don't want you don't want these hands.
3: That scene was has so many impressive movements and coordinated fight moves that it's it's super super impressive. And this might be one of the few times where Cap was actually fighting somebody who was basically his equal. So he's fighting against the Winter Soldier and I love the movements that he does with the knife where he like Uh, drops it into his other hand and so he's using both hands which is super cool and I love just everything that they're doing and the way like Natasha tricks the Winter Soldier into thinking she's in one place when she's actually in another and it shows just how badass uh, Black Widow is. She is an incredible assassin and an amazing Avenger And I don't think she gets enough credit at all at just how cool she is. I mean, we see a lot of her amazing fighting skills in, like, Iron Man 2 and then in Avengers. And in this movie, we definitely see it a lot because there's a lot of time where uh, Steve spends a lot of time with Natasha. And it's sort of the two of them kind of against the world. And we really see them, along with uh, Sam, fighting against all those S.H.I.E.L.D. agents before they get taken into custody and uh, escape because they're amazing.
1: unfortunately, when they actually get ready to go into the final battle, uh, Cap doesn't tell Sam to suit up. Instead, he says, gear up. And then he goes off to steal his old World War II uniform. But he says, gear up. Come on, Cap. The line is suit up. We all know it.
4: My um, Stanley moment for this movie. So, um, Captain America is um, getting ready to go um, fight some bad guys. And he says, if you're gonna fight a war, you gotta wear a uniform. And then it cuts to the next scene, and it's the Captain America Museum, and the janitor's there walking, and he looks over, and he sees the Captain America mannequin um, with all the other mannequins of the other soldiers, and it doesn't have a uniform on it. And he goes, oh man, I am so fired.
1: Natasha decides that the only way to really stop Hydra is to just upload everything. All of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s files. All of Hydra's files. Everything. And I wanted to call this out in honor of Arjuna. He he can't be on this episode. He, he's going to be back. He's just going to be off for a couple here. Uh, but I know Arjuna was really invested in the idea of finding out about Natasha's backstory. And we get another great line about it here. Because uh, Robert Redford's character says... If you do this, none of your past will remain hidden. Are you sure you're ready for the world to see who you really are? It's another great line where clearly people in this world know about her backstory, but we don't get it. And it kills me every time. I just want, I want that movie. Someday we'll get that movie.
4: So this is kind of a blend of hero and villain moment. Um, Captain America is fighting the winter soldier, Bucky, um, towards the end of the movie. And, um, Cap is trying to stop the missiles from being launched on basically the whole world. And Bucky and him are fighting. And then, um, Cap finally um, is able to get Bucky to pass out, and then he goes and he stops it. But then uh, they turn the missiles onto the helicarriers, which is where Bucky and Cap are fighting. And um, Bucky gets pinned under a steel beam.
3: So, obviously, at this point, Steve already knows that the Winter Soldier is actually Bucky Barnes, his childhood best friend, that he believed to be dead. So Steve has one of those selfless moments, like he has become uh, known for. So Bucky is trapped under a giant metal beam as the ship is going down, and Steve just can't leave him. That's his best friend. There's no way he can just leave him behind. So he saves him, and they start fighting again. Uh, Because Bucky isn't actually Bucky. He's the Winter Soldier. But Steve is convinced that if he keeps trying to tell him who he is, he will remember who he really is. And Steve isn't even really fighting back at all. Like, he just keeps getting punched by the Winter Soldier. And there's this moment where he just sort of drops his shield and it falls off the ship into the water below and says he won't fight him. And he just stands there and lets Bucky just beat him up while he yells you are my mission and steve says that one line that just sort of rips your heart out so like bucky has beat him and they're sort of laying on like not the ground but like at the bottom of the ship and uh steve is laying there just beaten up and bucky raises his fist and he's like you're my mission and Steve says, then finish it because I'm with you till the end of the line. And in that moment, everything Steve has done to try to get through to his best friend works. And Steve just like falls into the water because this piece of the ship just breaks off and falls down and knocks Steve away. And Bucky just sort of sits, stands there and watches him fall into the water It's another one of those selfless sacrifices to save somebody he loves that Cap is just so known for.
1: In the end, they take down the insight ships. They save the day. They kill a lot of people, but they were all secretly Hydra. Hopefully they only killed Hydra people. Ooh. Um, And Cap, Cap and Bucky fought, And Bucky hesitated just just long enough for Cap to fall into the river. And then we see Bucky dragging him back out again.
4: And Bucky is dragging Cap from the water onto the shore. And then just walks away and leaves him there. Even though Bucky was brainwashed, he still helped Cap.
1: He doesn't know who he is still. But something is starting to click for Bucky. And then in the end credit scene, we see him visiting the Smithsonian and looking up at a picture of himself.
3: Let's see, my favorite dangling thread for this movie is probably Bucky Barnes. So after he saves Steve from the water after he falls out of the ship, he just sort of leaves him on the shore and walks off. And we have no idea what is going to happen with him in that moment. So the audience audience kind of questions whether or not we're going to see him again. Like, obviously, we do later on down the line, obviously. And what role he's going to play. So he's in the end credits scene where we see him in the museum. So he's obviously is trying to figure out who he is. uh, And, like, because at that point, he had already figured out that maybe he's not what they've been telling him. So when I first saw this movie, I got very excited to see where things would go. I mean, obviously, like, Bucky Barnes is sort of a weak spot for Steve. So Steve makes not the best decisions later on down the line because of Bucky, and that kind of sucks. So, I mean, we'll see what happens.
0: way this movie ends uh, is a big old cliffhanger. Uh, we see Cap kind of take the drop into the water. He's saved by his good old friend, Bucky Barnes. So what does this mean going forward? Uh, You know, like, at the time the Winter Soldier came out, fans of the comic books know this guy's the next Captain America. He's going to come back as a good guy. And this was a little bit of that tease, but we weren't sure at the time where it was going to go. I think the MCU had solidified that, you know, we make our own strides. We are, we're definitely going to respect or pay homage to the source material but we're gonna make our own strides so seeing you know Bucky at least save his friend was definitely an inkling for all of us like Bucky's gonna come back the Winter Soldier is gonna come back and we're all excited for what's gonna happen in that arc is he gonna be a villain again is he is he rejuvenated is he back to being BFFs with Chris Evans we don't know and I really enjoyed that that cliffhanger of a moment
1: In the end uh, Robert Redford's character does get killed of course uh, we've talked about that's something that the Marvel movies have a tendency to do in this case it doesn't really bother me so much because he wasn't really the villain well while, while he did a great job being the villain the real villain of this movie is Hydra and it's clear at the end of things that that Hydra isn't done with I've mentioned on previous episodes that I'm a huge fan of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show and this movie is why that show is good it was it was fine for that first half season but then once this movie came out and it the hydra stuff happened on shield oh my gosh it's incredible if if you started watching agents of shield and gave up before hydra happened holy smokes go watch agents of shield because it is incredible what they do with the storyline
0: I'm just going to schmooze all over this film, guys. Oh, this is this is a this is an homage to 70s political thrillers. This is a good old a good old film. You know, you've got you got good boy. He's got new friends. He's making friends. He's making, you know, he's going to class. He's on his own, making big big boy moves. Big big pants on. This movie's just so good. Just as a film. I think I think for some people the Winter Soldier's up there. For me it's the, it's definitely the top film ever in the mcu but just as that's my evaluation of it as a film on its own as a film on its own i think the winter soldier holds up incredibly well it's as a film by itself just removing it from all these this comic book silliness i think it's a solid film and i think that's what makes it the best is it's a solid film by itself but it does pay homage to the comics really really well
2: we get the whole story of of shield and hydra and uh, again we deal with with bucky and bucky coming back and there's some great great stuff in here some great fight sequences i think it shot really well i think all of the actors are doing a top notch job so i thought they did a a pretty good job with everything like every all the marvel movies there's always some things in the plot that's kind of you're not really sure how to take it Uh, But Winter Soldier is certainly one of the strongest films of the series.
1: Podcasters Assemble Probably is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Podcast Network. This episode edited and produced by me, Troidal Power. Find more of our shows at probablywork.com, and learn how to join the initiative and contribute to future episodes of Podcasters Assemble Probably by looking us up on Twitter as @castersassemble. Submissions are always open. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all the places you can find them online. Special thanks to executive producer Tyler Thornton for keeping this show on track. If you do this, none of your past will remain hidden. Wow, I said that line real bad. Let's try that again. If you do this, none of your past will remain hidden. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I can't read my own handwriting. Podcasters assemble probably will return in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Uh, I forgot to talk about Sitwell. I said in Thor, we met Sitwell, and I said we'd talk about Sitwell later on, and it was in this movie, and I completely forgot to talk about Sitwell. Uh, Sitwell is an agent. He works with S.H.I.E.L.D. He works with Coulson. We met him in Thor. He was in a one-shot. He's in uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a bunch, and you think he's a good guy. Turns out, oh, no, he's a bad guy. He's Hydra, but don't worry. He gets what's due, because B- or, uh, B- B- Sam Wilson picks him up. They torture him, and then uh, well, they don't. I mean, I guess they torture him a little. That's not great. Oh, our heroes torture torture him a little bit and then they're going to use him to get in and stop the insight ships but then uh when bucky attacks them on the freeway he pulls sitwell out of the car and throws him into oncoming traffic so evil was vanquished by other evil after being pushed off a building by our heroes as a form of torture while our heroes suggested setting up steve rogers on a date with a girl from legal maybe accounting I
0: don't remember. Captain America, the winter soldier. Yeah, baby.